It's time for the Overlook Stock of the Day. An up mover in the home building space. George Tillis is looking at THMC, uh, Georgia. TMHC, rather, Taylor Morrison. So does this thing just swing more than the overall home builders? Because they have firmed up these last couple weeks. But TMHC here is really jamming. We went from 20 to 25 bucks. That's a good rally. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to actually point that out, OJ. If you look at the last uh, couple of weeks, or so actually the last three weeks since around the 17th of June, it's been bouncing quite significantly. And I think there is some uh, some value still out there amongst a lot of the stocks that are in cyclical areas of the economy that are sensitive to interest rates and potentially a recession. That's home builder. So Taylor Morrison Homes is an overlooked stock. I, I had a first research this company, the first time I actually heard of this company, but basically design and build multifamily and detached uh, homes. But I think the multifamily component of their business is actually more meaningful than not because they're more planned communities. They're able to, of course, get more, uh, more square footage out of existing land. So they're able to use land a lot quicker, if you will, with these multifamily unit developments. Wider land development is important here. But the other thing is they offer ancillary services like insurance title and, uh, and financing services as well. And so one of the things that caught my attention, I think a lot of people as well, it caught your attention in terms of the price action is, is it was really oversold and it bounced back quickly. Credit uh, Suisse actually, as an analyst, that upped the stock in terms of outperformed rating from neutral. They maintained their price target at $33. So that begs the question of what's going on with the name. Why is there a home builder being upgraded in a time when home builders are down? And in fact, contracts are being canceled and contract cancellations are now at two-year levels or haven't seen them in two years. I think it's valuation. Uh, I went and looked at uh, the company, OJ, from the standpoint of even estimates as well. I think it's important as well to consider uh, for December of this year, they're expected $9, million, $9 billion in sales. They actually cut their 2023 guidance down to about 8.74. This is actually a good thing. They're not over-promising, uh, if you will, and trying to hit numbers that are exuberant. Uh, relative to a lot of companies that are still, if you ask me, uh, show revenue estimates, earning estimates that may actually be too high. When I actually looked at the earnings per share on a forward basis, I had to do a double take because they're expected, uh, and I confirmed this through different sources, to earn $9.21 a share. And that is, again, relative to a stock that's trading around $25, which puts the forward multiple at less than four. Now, if you look at also the earnings per share for the company, at around $9 per share for 2022. This is not for 2023. Mm -hmm. The company's uh, enterprise value, which is basically looking at its uh, assets divided by total shares, is around $27. So if you take those earnings per share for 2022 and add them to that uh, $27, that basically puts a tangible book value per share at around $36 by the end of the year. And I think this is one of the reasons why uh, the uh, analyst from Credit Suisse is on top of this and maybe also why we're seeing a nice uh, rebound rally in this name relative to some of the other home builders, which are still trading down double digits in the last year where Taylor Morrison Homes is actually higher. Got it. Okay. So uh, the idea here, maybe that they uh, are starting from a more reasonable like uh, valuation perspective, given the balance sheet. The balance. Yeah. So they are from a balance sheet perspective, you know, like I said, they're, they're trading even right now, still below tangible book value. They got X forward uh, EPS for the remainder of 2022. So that itself, you know, kind of strikes the question of what's going on with the company in terms of its earnings power as well as book value. 
But I, what I ended up doing is, is looking at the company from an efficiency standpoint, compared its gross margins, which are about 2% lower than major players like Toller or KBH, but their net income margin is actually only about half a percent less than those other players. This is a company that sells, uh, in terms of sales, is about $9 billion. It's a significantly smaller home builder than companies like Lennar or KVH. They're very efficient. And, and I think it has to do with the fact that their lead, their, uh, lead times, in other words, the, uh, the contract to build times are less because they develop these multifamily units, which, uh, again, um, don't necessarily have the, the time to development, especially if you're trying to build a, you know, a large single-family home right now. The lag times in building are so long that the cancellations have time to catch up, especially in this environment right now. So they're very optimized, they're very well run uh, in terms of their EBITDA margins relative to major players, but they're trading well below tangible book value for its own uh, its own its own uh, averages, but also relative to their peers as well. So that adds to the other element of why I think this is a, a pretty significant uh, value here. And I think uh, if you look at Credit Suisse, their models caught on to it. And you can also see that the market, OJ, which is smarter than all of us put together, because it's the consensus, also sees that as well, because I think that's one of the reasons why I rallied quite aggressively off that 20, 20 and a half level from, uh, from June 17th. Mm, okay. All right, so uh, it gets the upgrade. Stock gets a little bit more of a uh, boost. Analysts actually saying to buy it. And shares up on a day where the home builders are flat. So the today's right. selling in the housing space was basically squarely focused on Redfin. <laughs> uh, getting hit yeah, down double right. digits at one point. Redfin ended uh, down 11%. So does that make sense to you, George, that Redfin should be punished so yep. specifically? Is that is that the way it should be right now? Yeah, I think so. Look, this is we're talking about cyclical companies here, Redfin, home builders, but there's an element of now value versus growth, which I think, again, from the standpoint of true value, from a tangible book value, you're seeing the market um, find what it should find, which is efficiencies. It's finding where the value is. And that's, again, showing us this dispersion between home builders, which are struggling, those that have high price points, more sensitive to interest rates. I'm going to pick Toll Brothers as an example. Okay. And Redfin, again, which is really relying on ads and volume and, and brokerage. All of those are down. So, again, I think this is a market that's really picking apart winners and losers amongst, again, even a uh, an industry group, which is not faring very well. Redfin's not making money. Uh, it should be down. True. Okay. All right. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Nice. Um, okay. Nice analysis. Thanks, GT.